y'all. Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there? Hope everybody enjoyed your festivities last week. You didn't eat too much. <laughs> oh, I don't know about y'all, but it was a nice warm day for me. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the show. The last show for the year 2015 for me. And man, I tell you, it has been one great year. I don't know about y'all, but uh, it's been good for me. It's Monday, y'all. Aren't you glad you're here? <laughs> I hope so. If you're here, that means you're breathing, right? Of course you are. All right, so anyway, welcome to the show. And, you know, if you want to be a part of the show, you want to talk to me, Mr. Talk, uh, there's a couple of ways you can do it. First, you can call me at 347 Eight three eight eight six two two. You can email me ericletstalk at gmail dot com. That's right. Or you can join us in our chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And those are all the ways you can participate in the show today, and I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. All right. So we have uh, quite a few interesting things to talk about today. Oh man, I tell you, we could have been, it could have been a whole lot of other things, but oh man, the TSA, y'all, the TSA is um, I don't know. If you haven't got your driver's license in a while, you may want to go ahead and, and look into updating your driver's license and check and see your state um is in compliance. With a ten-year-old, yeah, a ten-year-old law that um, TSA uh, is planning to enforce now. Uh, man, it's it's interesting. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that as well. Um, I don't know. I, I I I feel a certain kind of way about this this new law here. You know, because I think it's getting a little bit into the privacy and, and leading us right down to the the, the, the so-called police state that we um, always talk about. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then we got a Dutch city that is planned to do an experiment by paying all its citizens a basic income. A basic income. I mean, that's everyone. We get a certain amount, whether you're working or not. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, let's see, what else we got to talk about? Uh, the government has charged at least 60 people this year with terrorism-linked crimes this year. <laughs> yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. Let me, but, but before I go any further, you know, I received an email. Um, and this is a, a real interesting email. And the reason why, because it's a big thing about Social Security now being called federal benefits payments. And we're we going to talk quickly about this because, number one, okay, uh, <laughs> this email that goes around it makes it seem as though this is something new. You know, it's something new. Well, it's not. It, it's not. Uh, you know, yes. It is true that Social Security retirement payments are classified as federal benefit payments, okay? 
that's that's true. That's true. However, um, I think I don't know. This email that I received is like three years old. So, and, and you know how things are on social media. Once one person sends it out, if you don't do your research behind it, you think it's brand new, and it gets people all upset and and carried away about it. When actually, there's nothing to be upset about because it's been around for a while. So why is anybody getting upset about it? Um, yeah, Social Security retirement payments are classified as federal benefit payments. That that's, that is true, but I think. You know, in this world of how to hype, hype emails and social media, where one thing goes out and everybody gets upset about it, you know, sometimes you got to go back and, and take a look at some of these emails that you get. And um, this is one that I, I was like, okay, and you know, it's interesting to say, well, you know, for this and for that, well. I don't forward unless I know it's for real. And the word benefits has been applied to Social Security retirement payments since Social Security program started in nineteen in the nineteen thirties. In nineteen thirties. So while we getting these emails now talking about you should be upset because uh Social Security is now classified as a federal benefit payment. <laughs> you know, because simply federal benefit payment Payments applies to a broad class of payments made to or on behalf of individuals under federal government programs. That's right. Everything from Social Security disability insurance to Medicare to farm subsidies. So they are considered federal benefit payments. So when you see get emails like that 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 want you to get upset and, and forward. Forward to it, man. Go back and check it out. Because sometimes it's just a, 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 a it's a hoax. That's a good word for it. It's a hoax. All right. So if you get this email, don't don't, don't further the madness by forwarding it. Just stop it. Okay. Just stop. Don't don't even send it. You know because it's not even that serious. It's really not. But I, 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 I received this email, and I, I thought it was very interesting. So, you know, um, you know, an email was Social Security, now called Federal Benefit Payment Slash Entitlement. That was the email that I received. And as I mentioned before, you know, it was just like, ah, whatever. You know, yes, they are classified as, that, uh, as long as well as other things, uh, the types of payments that um, those individuals receive from the federal government. So yes, you know, but to be upset about it and man, really, really. All right, so. And I just brought that out to say, when you receive emails that say it's passing on or forward or Man, go back and check it out first before you send it out, okay? Because, you know, sometimes it's not all what it seems to be, okay? We know Social Security is in trouble, and a lot of us won't be getting Social Security um, if things continue to go the way it is, you know? So, 
<laughs> it's interesting. But did, did you know that Social Security really has nothing to do with a deficit or the or a deficit? The deficit. It don't. You know. So next time you hear your politician telling you that, man, just say you lying. Ronald Reagan told it. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, one who said it. It has nothing to do with that. Social Security is a separate entity in itself. But man <sighs> okay for those that's joining late here's the email the social security check is now or soon will be referred to as a federal benefit payment I'll be part of the 1% to forward this I am pouring in it because it touches a nerve in me and I hope it will in you please keep passing it on until everyone in our country has read it okay <laughs> oh no Oh, man, it goes on to say the government is now referring to our Social Security checks as federal benefit payment. This isn't a benefit. It is our money paid out to our earned income. Uh, it is our money paid out of our earned income. Not only did we all contribute to Social Security, but our employers did too. It totaled 50% of our income before taxes. Okay. If you average 30K per year over your working life, that's close to $180,000 invested in Social Security. Now, let's be honest. The average um, median income today is around, what, 25K a year? (laughs) That's on the lower level. That's on the lower level. So I don't know where this 30K came from, but uh, no. No, no. All right, but yes, it is classified, you know, as a federal. What is it? Federal benefit payment has been that way for years and years. Okay, it's been that way for years and years since basically since the inception of the Social Security program in the 1930s. Okay, so. <laughs> It's just interesting how some emails come come to you, and, and if you don't check up on it, they have you tripping. Yeah, they will. Anyway, so that's uh, just a little something here and there, nothing major. Um, you know, just thought I'd put that out there in case you received that same email. And uh, yeah, so with that being said, we got a song. Wait, we got about three or four songs of the day for you today. Yeah, we're going back a little bit. Then this is my last show in the night in the 2000, 2000. I was going to say 19, but it's, no, it's, it's, it's not 19. <laughs> so last show, 2015, and we we had to do a nice little uh, mix for you today uh, as far as the song of the day. Some of you recognize some of the songs, some of you won't, you know, but it's okay. Just sit back and enjoy, and uh We'll come back and, and we begin the show more in depth uh, in about 10 minutes. All right? So enjoy your Monday. Wake up. Ah! You know, it was about 3 o'clock when I looked at the time. And I had about two more hours to go before I got to your love. And the time just kept ticking slower and slower. When I got to the front door... I thought about opening the door with my keys and seeing your lovely face right in front of me. Girl, I've been thinking about 
right, y'all. There it was right there. Your song of the day. There it is right there. Keith Sweat, Frank Cameo, Maze featuring Frankie Beverly and Walter Murphy, the 5th of Beethoven. Yeah, baby. Those were your songs of the day. And that's all you're going to hear from me for the last <laughs> the last songs of the day for this year. <laughs> that's for sure. All right. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Glad you're here. As I mentioned before, I hope everybody enjoyed your festivities last week. Um, you know, you didn't eat too much, and you did whatever it is you had to do or wanted to do. I'm happy for you, okay? All right. So, man. Ah, so what are we talking about today, y'all? I don't know. There's so much to talk about, so much to talk about. And uh, I don't even know where to get started. I don't even know where to get started. You know, uh, before I came on the air, you know, you guys, I, I sit down and, you know, I, I review some of the stuff I want to talk about. And then I go and start, you know, looking on different sites, you know, and looking at different videos and and looking at news feeds and, you know, stuff that may be interesting, I think. But you know what I've come to, to find out? It's a very, very, very depressing world we live in right now. No, I changed that. I'm not going to say depressing. But what I'm going to say is it's a sad state of affairs. It is. And, I mean, you have police killing people, innocent people, not just blacks, whites. I mean, just then you have just people shooting people, kids shooting people. You know, you got teenagers fighting in malls. Why? Why? You know, in the in the, in the words of Rodney King, can't we all just get along, at least for one time? One time, can't we just all get along? But you know what's so interesting about, about that dynamic right there? You know, and we take a look at so-called racism in, in this country, which, you know, is pretty much on the front burners, yeah. But have you, you you noticed that during sporting events, there's very, very few instances of, how can I put it, uh, race wars, anything like that. Now, you have those individuals out there that, that um, you know, may not like your team, uh, San Francisco, Oakland. You know, you may not want to go out there and your team is beating up on the Raiders or the 49ers because there's been some cases where individuals have been killed. That goes for the Dodgers, too, I think. But, you know, that's um, – um, how can I say it? That's, that's little examples compared to how everyone else just gets along during sporting events. So why is the dynamic of – Sports, such a, uh, a a camaraderie type thing, but everyday living, we cannot get along. Why is that? We can pack a, a stadium, you know, everybody mix, you know, uh, different team rooters in, in different areas, different fans and sitting among each other, and everything is fine. 
once you leave the stadium, it's like, what in the world? It's time to fight. Why? Why? What what is what what makes that dynamic so different? You know, and, and that's just some of the things that I sit back and I, I pay attention to. You know, like when we were going through this thing about the Confederate flag. But at the University of Mississippi, known as the Rebels, nobody was complaining about that. They run around with the Confederate flag all over the field. Nobody complains about that. But you take the flag and hang it over the state capitol, and, oh, man, it's a big issue. I, I, I'm not, you know, what, 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 what am I missing in this dynamic here? You know, it is is as though there's two standards. You know, when it comes to sports, everything is is just neutral, even. Don't worry about it. You know what it's. But when it comes out to to everyday living, there's an issue. There's an issue, and I, I you know that is just perplexing to me. It really is. Um, I watched a video earlier today where they had these young people. Um, Explaining, and they were black, African-American, however you want to call them, and they were giving reasons why they don't like black people. <laughs> you know? And, and, and once again, you know, I'm like, wow. When you talk about self-hate and, and just the wrong message being sent, that, you know, these are young people that supposedly – the future of the country. How are we supposed to even think about the future of survival when 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 there's so much self hatred involved? Now I, I just use that as an example, but let's let's widen it a little bit to a more uh, um, panoramic view. Okay, you got. Uh, 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 the whites not liking the blacks. The blacks not liking the whites. Uh, the Hispanics can't stand the blacks, and and they want to be white, but they don't want. They, they want the privileges of white, but they still want to keep their heritage. And you, see, you see how crazy this is. Three days. Three days. Well, four days. We'd be in year two thousand sixteen, and we're still grappling. With the same issues from the 1950s and the 1960s, the 70s, is there ever going to be a change? Is there any ever going to be any hope here? What 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 is it that we 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 have to do? What is it? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I can only, you know, that, that's like with my son. No, I can only sit back. I can only teach him and show him what's right. Yeah, and hopefully that that is enough to guide him as he grows older, you know. But it, then it goes back, and I'm, I'm thinking if, that's the way I'm thinking as far as my child. Why aren't others out there thinking the same way? Why not? 
you know, it, it's it, it's interesting that we cry about don't don't um you know don't don't hate and but then again we turn around and we say negative things within our own households within our own wow wow you know so how are you going to teach your child that when you're not practicing the same thing you know it's one of those don't do as I do do as I say that doesn't work that doesn't work we have plenty of examples uh, of to prove that hmm. but anyway just my mind rambling on, on, on certain things once when I get ready to do the show. I told y'all sometimes I don't be planning to say all this stuff, and it just comes out once I get started. <laughs> once that thing says you are now alive, you know my mind just jumps and, and just goes to these little you know, monologues I go on. <laughs> all right, uh, let's welcome. Um, Guest 1441, guest 511, guest 526, guest 537 in the chat room. Thank y'all for stopping by. Oh, man. On the switchboard, I got a bunch of triple ones. Thank y'all for dropping by as well. Uh, and everybody that will be listening later um, in the archives, thank you for listening. I do appreciate your, your support. Okay, so uh, the day is the 28th of December. 28th of December. 2015. We almost out of here, y'all. Another year. Hopefully, we all will make it to that point, and uh, we'll be back here Friday uh, talking about something else. Um. So, being that it's still kind of sort of the holidays going on, um, and some of us may want to want to fly, you know, utilize the airlines. You know, I'm not a big flyer myself. Uh, since I did so many deployments, I'm not a big fan of planes. Uh, but if you are one of those individuals that like to fly uh, and you're using a driver's license as identification, well, you may want to check with your state to see if they are in compliance with the Real ID Act. This was something that was enacted by Congress in 2005 uh, following the recommendations of the 9-11 Commission. And uh, it's interesting, um, and it was put in um, in effect uh, because many thought it was a necessary tool to reduce identity theft and fraud and enhance the nation's security. Now, uh, this law here is is very interesting. Um, I'm trying to find. Okay. Um, basically, what the law says is, uh, let's see, that if you go through and your your license doesn't meet, your state isn't using certain criteria set forth by uh, Homeland Security, that you may have to show another form of ID, of government issue ID, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um it could be a social security number, 
or immigration status in the United States or, you know, anything, uh, ID card, you know, and a lot of states haven't really been forthcoming in applying this, this, this little, this, this, this law. No, many of them saying uh, we're not doing it. We're, we're not doing it. And what it is is they want the licenses to be re- equipped with machine-readable technology, like a chip or a magnetic strip, to store all your little personal information. Okay, that way data from one state can be electronically available to all other states and to federal authorities. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's that's, and they're looking to implement this to really force this thing. Now, as I mentioned before, it has been in effect since 2005, but TSA really hasn't been enforcing it. All right, they haven't been pushing pushing it, but apparently they're going to begin to uh, to push for more for the states to do this. You know, because of Terrorism and all that good stuff they claim, you know, and and they're gonna give a notice of of 120 days before starting to enforce the law at airports. You know, this is <laughs> this is crazy, man. This is really leading to, uh, hmm. you know, you ever watch them movies where they have the chips in their hands? I think it was a movie with Justin Timberlake called Out of Time where you had time on their hands uh, and you couldn't go from one part of the uh, country to the other unless you had a certain amount of time on your hand, this is kind of going in that direction to me. You know, um, as I mentioned before, the passengers who license don't have all this this technology uh, will have to produce another type of government-approved identification. Now, my question is, that other form of ID is going to have to have the same type of information that your license is going to have. Yeah, write this down. The Real ID Act. Okay, that's the name of it. Okay, and it was was enacted by Congress in 2005. 2005. So go and look it up and call your DMV. Call your DMV and see what's really going on. Um You know, I don't know how, hmm, I don't know about this law right here. This this is not a, a, a law that I, I'm, I'm for. I know some say, well, Mr. Talk, you know, we have to be, um, have to be careful now. We got grown, you know, terrorists coming across and, yeah, whatever. That's what they're telling you anyway. That's what they're telling you, but I, I'm not buying this. You know, there's some states like Maine, Missouri, and Montana that's not that just do not participate in this um, in this uh, law. And the federal government, you know, has tried to to make them come in compliance with it, but a lot of them, you know, they're like, nope, not doing it. You know, they feel like it's a violation of, of, of privacy. Hmm. Which I think it is. I mean, can you imagine that? You have all your little bit of information right there on your license, right there on your license. So you have to use your license, and somebody got a card reader, hey, they swipe your card. They got all your information. 
I mean, not like it's hard, uh, not hard to get it now, but I mean, let's make it real easy, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with that. Um, here was an interesting uh, comment made by Mr. Harper, who is a senior analyst at the Cato Institute, a libertarian think tank. Um, we are already pushing into a society where all this data about us is available. This would get us there much faster. This is the long-term horizon. Really? Just to have our information just right there, ready and available for any and everybody, right? No, man. I don't think so. I really don't. I'm, I'm not with that. So, But if you're one who likes to fly, um, you may have to be going through the, the rigmarole. So at least make sure you have two forms of government-approved ID. I mean, that was the key word, government-approved ID, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I got about three or four, but that is, that's, you know, that, that's just crazy. I drive the majority of places I go, so I, I, I'm not really going to worry about it. All right. So, um. Another interesting little article I found here. Now, you know, we have all these great, 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 great uh, people in this country that claims we are for peace. We're this and we're that, right? But the U.S. foreign arms um, deals increased by nearly $10 billion in 2014. Yeah, here in the United States. It's... it's <laughs> It's interesting. Uh, foreign arms sales by the United States jumped by almost $10 billion in 2014, about 35%. Even as the global weapons market remained flat and competition among suppliers increased. Really? So, let's see who's buying all these great weapons from us. Uh, let's see. Oh, first, Russia... Russia was um, second as the top weapon supplier, completing $10.2 billion in sales. All right, Sweden. Now, what? Sweden was third, $5.5 billion. Then France and China. Now, what's Sweden doing? Oh, but anyway, um, South Korea was the world's top weapons buyer. They bought a lot of weapons, $7.8 billion in contract. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Then it was Iraq, $7.3. Um, let's see, in the wake of what it says, $7.3, to, intended to build up his military in the wake of the American troop withdrawal there, okay, Iraq, okay, which we know we're giving them stuff. Brazil was third. Now, I got an idea. Stop selling. Stop selling. Let's do it like that. Stop selling um, military stuff to people, and maybe we can have some peace around the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's not going to work, right? I know. It's a good thought, though. But $10 billion, increased nearly $10 billion in 2014. Yeah, we're we selling a whole lot of stuff whole lot of money. 
All right, Dutch City plans to pay all citizens a basic income. Now, this was very interesting, and I, why can't this work in the United States? Oh, I, I think some of them already do. It's called welfare. You let some of y'all tell it. Um, <laughs> ooh, this is interesting. Um, and it was first proposed by a guy named Thomas Paine in his, his 1797 pamphlet, Agarian Justice as a System in Which the Age of Majority Everyone would receive an equal capital grant, a basic income handed over by the state to each and all. No questions asked to do with what they wanted. And this is a place in the Netherlands. The Netherlands, okay? Um, and they go, they're thinking about doing an experiment to where they are going to give a basic income, okay, to a small group of people first. Small group of people, they are experimenting with this, okay? Um, and the, the benefit claimants to be paid pounds 660 a month, which basically comes out to about $981.85 a month, all right? And they get to keep any earnings they make from work on top of that. The monthly pay will be will not be means tested. They will instead have the security of that cash every month and the option to decide whether they want to add to that by finding work. Um, after the experiment is done, the outcomes will be analyzed by, you know, an economist at one of their universities. So what y'all think? Y'all think this is a good idea? Think we should try that here in the United States? Um, it says the motivation behind the experiment is for claimants to avoid the poverty trap the fact that if they earn, they will lose benefits and potentially be worse off. Uh, and the idea also hopes to target revolving door clients, those who are forced into jobs by the system but repeatedly walk out of them. If given a basic income, the thinking goes, these people might find the time and space to look for long-term employment that suits them. Y'all think that's going to work? Y'all think that's going to work? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you're talking about the Netherlands. In uh, a couple of places that's mentioned in here, uh, like this place, Utrecht and Nijmegen, I've actually been to these two places. Uh, nice, nice cities. They really are. So I, I don't know, though. What you think? You think that will work in the United States? I don't know. Why don't we give it a try? <laughs> Why don't we give it a try and see? Hey, just do a small sample of the population. Ah, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. All right, I know somebody had to hand up at me. Now, I'm about to bring them in, but okay. You come back. Um. So yeah, this is this is an interesting uh, experiment that's going on, and I, I'm just interested. You know, interesting in it. See how it's gonna work. I know some people say, "Well, you know, we got welfare, we got food stamps, and you know, everybody is destroying. You know, um, a lot of people are are misusing the welfare system. Hey, just give them a basic income, nine hundred and eighty-one dollars a month. It's not that much money, actually. There's a lot of seniors living on less than that." I know this for a fact. And if they're part of a, a, a fees-based bank, 
you know, they they don't even get that much. Okay, I, I'm going off on the rails here. Okay, but anyway, I just thought I'd bring those up. So that's all I got to talk about. What y'all want to talk about today? It's Monday, last Monday of the year. Let's talk. All right, so let me bring this individual in and let's see what we got. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Merry Christmas, sir. All right. Well, Middle Christmas to you, too. Okay, here's something I okay. want to bring up. What did you, you read about? Up, did you read about how the government, because the omnibus, uh, the omnibus, omnibus bill, they can read now your private Twitter and Facebook messages? Yeah, but that's not that's not nothing new. That's something that has been going on for a while, though, Joe. No, they've been reading the public messages. Now they can go inside your private message area and read your private messages, and that means they can do it without a warrant. So that has huge implications. Well, <laughs> well Joe, are you surprised by that? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. I was saying, I mean, are you really surprised by that? I, I will see why anybody would be surprised by that. You know, it, look. Let's put it this way. They already been doing it, okay? They just making it so they can do it legally now. <laughs> yeah, good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But they can do it now without a warrant and the implications of this is that um it's the end of the um impartial judicial system. It's the end of selecting a jury that is neutral. Because when you can go inside your Facebook page, Twitter page, there's going to be other platforms that the government will allow itself to go into. When they do that, they know everything about you. So let's say, for example, you become a famous um, talk radio host, okay? You've got your own show on, let's say, NBC. Excuse me. You've got your own show on NBC. Now you're committed. Now you're charged with some sort of crime. So now you go on trial, and now it's time to select the jury. So the jury in your locality, they're picked, but now the government wants you convicted, okay? Right now, the jury system is our last bastion against, uh, against tyranny. But if they can take a look at every one of those people who are selected on the jury pool, and they can find some information about them which is damaging to them, which will ruin their reputation, they can blackmail them. And you wouldn't have a chance. So it wouldn't matter what charge uh, they levy against you, you're found guilty. So this is, just the, uh, this is just the beginning. And as you said, they're making it illegal. So that, therefore, they can't be prosecuted. They're doing everything legal. But don't forget, everything Hitler did was legal. So it ought to give people uh, room for thought. And you said, you know, you can't imagine people, um, you know, thinking that these particular laws are bad laws. I'll bet you people will come on here and say, you know what, because of terrorism, we need the government to go and look behind our back. Um, to take a look at the information that's being gathered by the uh, by the government, I have nothing to hide. There's nothing wrong with it. And to them, I say, okay, fine. You find out in the long term 
how that takes your freedom away. But hold on to your opinion if you feel like it. <laughs> well, how you gonna tell somebody to hold on to their opinion? I mean, they may have some valid points to to counter what we we're saying right now, Joe. <laughs> what valid point? I like to hear their valid point. Yeah, you know, and, and see that that's the catch twenty two when it comes to things such like this, Joe. Because you got the the one group that says, "Well, no, that's invasive of my privacy. No, enough it is. All right." But then you have the other group have to say, "Well, we need this for security. You know, we need this to to, to feel safer in our own country." So where's the common ground? Because so what you say to them, how does how does it make you feel safe? Give me one instance where the government, uh, statistically, empirically, or through its own reports, has made us safer by invading our privacy. Give me <laughs> one instance, two instances, two, number of attacks, which the government itself says has not done a good job in preventing. I'll tell these people, okay, give me five instances of attacks which have been thwarted by the government. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, okay, I can't think of one right now. <laughs> yeah, neither can I. <laughs> I, I. I can't think of one. I mean, you know, like this this um, law that the TSA uh is going to start enforcing the real ID Act. Uh-huh. You know, really? <laughs> you know what you that know. National ID Act is all about? I don't know, but I'm taking a look into the future. What they're uh-huh. doing, they're, they're collecting all kinds of information, and they're going to put it on a chip. Okay, now, we all know about the RFID, right. which is supposed to be implanted right. in our bodies. Now, it doesn't uh-huh. have to be implanted in our bodies. They'll just put it on... Um, a government-issued uh, identification card. Right. And then I bet you in the future, this particular type of card will, uh, will allow a GPS system. They'll be able to track you wherever you are because of GPS. Like, they don't force you to buy a phone. They don't force you to carry around a phone. But if you have to have a government-issued ID card, you are telling the government by mandate, where you are every second of the day. You want the government hey. to know where you are every second of the day? Well, you know, Joe, and that's the, that, that is basically the gist of this Real ID Act, you know. And it has been in effect since 2005 now, but as I mentioned before, a lot of states, you know, have chose not to do it because they want it done to the driver's license. So if you are driving, <laughs> you know, and you have a license, you know, depending on what state you're from, that that is what they want. Now, and if that if 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 you happen not your state doesn't do that, then you're going to have to have another form of ID to to catch your flight. You know, um, like the guy said, you know, this is moving us into the future. The long term, this is the long term horizon. So it's not like you know, this is a short-term uh, issue they bring up. They, they're planning on moving forward with this. So it, it's not um, that hard. 
It's not hard to. Well, technologically speaking, in the future, it won't be hard to create that kind of technology. But think about it. If they have this ID chip on your card, which you have to have, and let's say they don't want you to travel, they can electronically turn off your card so that you will not be able to travel. Well, <laughs> that's that's an interesting um, look on it. That that is interesting, but you could say that's really in effect now, already. No, they have a, they well, don't have a watch list, but they can't electronically uh, prevent you from traveling. Well, uh, if you rent the car, you can travel from state to state. But if you have an right. electronic card that they can turn off, right, then they can prevent uh-huh. you from operating that rental car. Hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of car dealerships. Well, not not the major ones that I'm aware of, but I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, the pay here, buy here, pay here um, uh-huh. car dealerships that actually have that on their cars. To where you don't make a payment, they shut it down right, right wherever you are. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if they're using it, I'm sure, hey, like, um, what was it? It used to be on True TV, bait car, you know? Mm-hmm. When the guys get in and steal the car, they be driving, and then they, yeah. they shut it down at the last yeah. minute, and they catch them. Hey, yeah. so, I'm sure it, it, somebody has thought of it, and it's in use. We just aren't aware Quote, unquote, yeah, that's the black box right in the now. car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if they make it, yeah. But if they make it more sophisticated, where everything will be centered in your card, and you, it's be like, in in Germany, when they ask you for the papers, pretty soon they have mm-hmm. stop and frisk. Now they'll ask you for your ID card, or they'll have a scanner, and they'll find out whether or not you're carrying a card or not. That is the one, the scanner. All right. Well, hold on. Let me bring this lady into the conversation. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see here. What, well, happy holidays. Right. I'm okay, fine. Happy holidays. <laughs> I'm <doing> fine. <laughs> okay. I really am, and I hope everyone else is too. Mm. But you know what? I um, check out Aaron Russo on YouTube. He has like a twelve and a half minute clip and he of course he he died under mysterious circumstances I believe he was talking a lot and um, he talked about the move toward chipping everybody and eventually Mm -hmm. having the chip implanted on your body and it's going to be tied Mm -hmm. to your bank account it's going to be tied to everything and if they choose to they can just turn your chip off so um, while you're standing in line uh, and you got to pay for your groceries, um, it won't allow you to do that. So now you can't buy food to eat. I mean, it could be where I could see where the chips could be. There could be some central unit where um, if you're on the, you know, your chip won't work list, so you can't. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to drive. That um, local police departments. Um, across the the country, kids could have a list of 
people who are driving that shouldn't be driving, even if you're able to start up your car. Um, if you owe taxes, um, you go to check your balance and, oh, the taxes have been deducted. Um, unbeknownst to you, I mean, I can just see it just really escalating into where it could be like ultimate control over the populace. And if you piss them off enough, oh, your chip doesn't work. And good luck with finding help to get it turned back on. Hmm. Yeah. His name is Aaron, Aaron Russo, R-U-S-S-O. He was a film producer, director, and he just had full of vibrancy, just full of energy and vibrancy. And um, so he's gone. Yeah, he was the one that said that he had a conversation with Rockefeller, and Rockefeller told him they funded the feminist movement in order to have women work to have more taxes. So he was talking about the conspiracy by the Rockefellers. Mm -hmm. Huh. Wow. Wow. Uh Uh-huh, so it can get to, well, now, of course, if you don't have a, a valid driver's license or insurance, you're not supposed to be driving, but people are, right? And they'll, they, they, right. they'll get pulled over, you know, if they run a light or, you know, you know, whatever, you know. Um, if you're African-American, you're more likely to be pulled over for whatever reason or for no reason at all. But a lot of people are driving without that. But in the future, you won't be able to. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they just take the ID card, just put it through a, a scanner. The scanner will see whether or not you're up to date with the information that the government approves of. If you don't have the information up to date, or as she's talking about, if you're delinquent on your taxes, or if you owe some sort of debt, or if any kind of excuse is present, they'll be able to shut you down. And how will you be able to feed yourself or your family or pay your PG&E bill or your water bill or your phone bill or your Internet bill if you get shut down like that? You know, there's reasons I understand now why old people back in those old days, they'd have some money in the house hidden. You know, then you hear about, oh, their house caught on fire and it burned up, or they would plant money in the backyard and in the dirt, and the insect would eat it up. There was one case that was awful. They had something like $50,000. And some buried in the backyard and got eaten up by insects. They found a way to get into it. Um, but yeah, I understand I why that. they did that. Now, mm. think yeah. about this. We also, we I don't have now, but we will, uh, have, we will have debtor's prison. Now, suppose I shut off your money. You can't pay your bills. We have debtor's prison. You'll go to jail. Oh, yeah. And then, guess you know these, these movies with this post dystopia where they have this underground bartering system? You know, you see it everywhere, even in this new, like, Star Wars movie. I don't, know if, I don't want to give it away if people haven't seen it. But see, you always have some, you know, they're struggling to survive and scrapping and they picking up metal or glass or whatever they're chewing and going to some crude um, person or being and bartering uh, for some coins. And I can see where there'd be a, you know, um, that kind of a bartering system where, you know, you, you know, it's not really a legitimate business, 
but people are, you know, they're, they're scrapping to survive. Yeah. Um, you know, when you when you talk about that kind of stuff, you know, I can foresee that, that that's happening here in the near future. I really do. You know, especially as, as, uh, as my dear friend said, the fiat currency continues to lose value across the world. It's going to eventually happen, you know? Look, the, you Fed, the Fed raised their interest rates a quarter of a point. All they have to yeah. do is raise it 5%, 6%, 7%. People are going to go into debt. They won't be able to pay off their mortgages. And we'll have the economic collapse. Their, their mortgages, their student loans, and if they, as things become more technology and technologically advanced, and um, they put more work on the remaining workers, so they're doing the jobs of two people. They, you know, for certain people, you know, they will not be able to pay back their student debt, and the interest will accumulate, and there's there's this prison waiting for you. Um, yeah. So I, it's going to be it's going to be a, an interesting. I think it's going to be quite interesting to see how the world looks in about twenty years, twenty five mm-hmm. years. It's going to be quite interesting. Very much so. I don't think it'd be uh, what we know today, <laughs> as we know it today. I think it'd be quite different, quite quite mm-hmm. different. You know, and not for the better either. Oh uh, yeah, not for the better. Unless a lot of people wake up real fast. I think for the 1% it's going to be great. You know, for the, the top 1%, 1%, top 10%, it'll be, I mean, the 1% will be fabulous. But for the mm. top 10%, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Yeah. And I told them when yep, you have that set up, you're going to have more people um, causing problems for other people. You're going to have more competition, more ugly competition, more, you know, pulling the carpet out from under people, stabbing in the back. It's going to be uh, a lot of breakdown in relationships. <laughs> I was just saying, you say competition, uh, I think there will be less competition. Well, I mean, for the remaining jobs and uh, you know, and all that stress and anxiety and fear creates a lot of that as well. It creates a lot of anger, resentment, um, jealousy, um, you know, fear. So you'll see a lot more dysfunction. Hmm. So yep. good luck with having intact families and intact communities. Not like I said, the one percent, top ten percent, they'll have beautiful communities. So I mean, it'll be absolutely gorgeous. It'll continue the game. <laughs> you know that that kind of um, um, makes me think of the movie what Elysium, where they had the, the perfect world up in space and everybody else. Oh, Elysium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That. Well, I, the know, movies are telling us what's going to be going on. I agree. I agree. You know, if somebody made it in movies, trust me, somebody else done thought about it. <laughs> you know, somebody else has thought mm-hmm. about it. And, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it is in the works. 
You know, even mm-hmm. as we, in today's world, we just don't not aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's that's my thought process on it. What you think, Joe? In 25 years, the world, as you said, won't be as we as we know it now. It won't be recognizable. It'll be transhumanism. It'll be a depopulation of the planet. There'll be robots roaming the earth. We'll have what was that from the Terminator? Those uh, oh, um, Skynet. We'll have artificial intelligence, even though that shouldn't be developed. And. Um, the despots of today, the very, very, very rich, the 1% that Miss Lady's talking about, they'll own the planet. They'll merge with plastics, metals, and glass to form immortal androids. People will be going to Mars or maybe even just staying on this planet and just terraforming the planet. And everybody will, uh, in 25 years, everybody will disappear except for a few robots. Technology is is ever increasing its rate of development. Twenty five years seems like a long time, but in in technology terms, that will give it enough time for the robots, the androids, the artificial intelligence, the autonomous machines, the drones, the robots to come in. And when that and happens, the chimeras too, the chimeras, chimeras. What's that? You don't know what a chimera is? Um, a chimera? C-H-I-M-E-R-A? Or? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's a chimera. It's a chimera. Uh, it's a chimera. So, the moral of the story is keep your expenses down, keep some money in your house hidden in a safe area. <laughs> you might need it. Well, that won't work either. It'll be a cashless society. Everybody will have to pay by credit card or debit card. But I'm thinking of those underground businesses. Oh, the black market? Yeah. The black market, yeah. Uh, You might need to go there to feed your family for a week. And they won't won't take currency either. They'll be watering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the currency won't be any good on the open market. You know what? There'll be a way to launder that. It'll be a way to launder it, I think. Don't you think? No, I think no. I, they'll have to barter it. Uh, you know, right yeah. now, Walmart is having an experiment. They started this last year, but uh, they're heading towards a cashless society. In some stores, they refuse to take bills, which are larger than $20. Mm. What stores are those? Like Walmart is experimenting with it, and there are local stores. Take a look, probably even your own neighborhoods. Take a look around. There'll be some stores with signs on them. They won't accept bills larger than twenty bucks. Mm. So they can't take a fifty-dollar bill. They can't take a hundred-dollar bill. They won't give you change for them, even though it's legitimate U.S. currency. You have to have twenty-dollar bills. Mm. So when you combine all that together With what the government's doing With the invasion of privacy And the technological advances We have Mm -hmm. here 1984, Brave New World Everything Alex Jones predicted Is here Or will be here Did you say Alex Jones? Yeah, Alex Jones talked about this for years 
Oh, okay. So yeah, so I I would really think about going to some serious bed at this point, and especially if you're African American. Mmm. Now, see, there you go. <laughs> I mean, rethink Why, your yeah. your educational choices. Um, you know, um, your house mortgage, um, all of that. You might need to move where the housing is a lot cheaper. Um, save and pay off your bills and stop spending. Just go to the goodwill. Okay. Go on. Okay. If you need to. Or go to Craigslist and get some free stuff. <laughs> Lord you, have mercy. Those people, no, I'm going to tell you. I know all I'm people. Listening. Now, they... They they do that. They were so frugal. They wouldn't spend a dime, and because uh, they were post, I guess their parents were post depression, and they mm-hmm. grew up poor. And I'm telling you, they do not, and they're sitting just fine. They are multiple properties, and I mean they're fine, and they feel that way. So we need to well, you know take some lessons from them. Well, I'm not going to lie. I go to Goodwill and shop all the time, so I understand I mean, I'm that. just saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, listen, one lady, she owns $3 million, $4 million worth of property, and she got, loves to go to the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, somebody's oh, eating uh, soup. Huh? Somebody's eating soup, I think. I'm eating. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't believe I would agree with, with, with Joe today, but I agree with what he's saying. You agree mm. with what he's saying? All right. I do. <laughs> but, so, Miss Lady, since you brought up African Americans, so, I mean, what, what chance do we even have of surviving this? You know, we already at the bottom well, because of the we, polls. Well, because we refuse to get along, refuse to evolve and become better people. I mean, it's a process. You know, it takes time. We live in a lot of denial. We want to blame. I hear a lot of these shows that the men are just horrible. I don't hear the women doing it like the men, but, I mean, calling black women all kind of horrible names. Um, there's all this venom and anger and blaming black women for all their problems and trying to control how women are supposed to think and act when those men have nothing of value to offer. So, you know, if that's representative of a lot of them, it's over with. Seriously, because nobody with any kind of positive energy, thought patterns, um, progressive is going to be bothered with that. That's going to be like, Please get out of here. Don't even come around. I, I, your energy is just horrible. And you obviously have deep-seated emotional problems and spiritual problems. And uh, and a lot of them use the worst grammar. I mean, you can tell. I don't even think they're sympathized to, to be honest. And um, they, um, they denigrate uh, uh, women that have gone to college and have used their time, energy, and resources and accomplished something. There's so much jealousy and resentment. 
And hey, it's so you know what? Um, I, unless things change, I guess it'll take divine intervention. I see, I see it just getting worse. Basically, the immigrants are here to supplant African Americans, and um, black people didn't want to um, understand that. Well, you're they right work about, together. You're right about that. Like they work together. About. They're not tearing each other down. They have businesses. They support each other's businesses. They have their own banks. They have their own clinics. They have their own, you know, real estate people. I mean, it's amazing how they support each other. You know, they're Chinatown, Koreatown, Japan, whatever. The Hispanics have theirs. That their markets and I mean it's just amazing. Yep. And if you go everybody. Yep. So mm. if you can't work, you can't support yourself or I mean thinking about a family. Hmm. It's not gonna happen. Um I some that are doing quite well. Those African Americans are in the uh, higher social economic brackets. But they're always up unless they have their own business, um Businesses, um, they're always um, under the threat of termination from jobs, right? Um, so, and even if you have your own business, you you have to have customers and who want to support your business. Mhm. But and and some people won't support African American businesses. Period. Including some black folks. And there's reasons for that. And there's reasons for that. There are? What are the reasons for that? It's going to have to start with everybody internally working on themselves and putting out something positive and being an example on how to think and act and treat people. But it's far easier to blame other people, see, mm-hmm. and attack other people. It's harder to work on yourself and admit, you know, that maybe you didn't make the best choices. Admit that maybe your growing up situation wasn't the best, and you developed some bad habits or some a negative ways of thinking and acting. You know, only then can you move forward. You know, I want to get better. I want to have a better life. I want to be able to contribute something of value. I want to have a family, you know, that, that I can love and that will love me. But, I mean, but until you re- you re- do that, it's not going to happen. Hmm. Okay. Huh. What, can't you, do you want to, okay. How, how am I going to put this? Um, can't, can you say uh, part of it is, is because we've been so conditioned to, to, go against our own for so long that we really don't know how to support each other? You know what? I can say that. I, I say that um, a lot of people, they do know. They know. They don't. They haven't practiced how to do it. They've willfully chosen not to do it. See, because I believe if someone said, okay, I got a million dollars for you at the end of this year, next year, <laughs> And during the next year, I expect you to develop these characteristics and to learn how to how to um, treat yourself and treat other people. I don't expect to have blowouts. I expect you to learn how to work together. 
and I expect some progress, and I don't expect anybody complaining about being called names or being castigated or being sabotaged. I expect A, B, C, D from you, and and this is we're gonna you're gonna prove that uh, you've conducted yourself uh, in this kind of a manner. I bet a lot of folks would learn real quick how to act. Real quick. But they don't see, they don't understand, have any incentive in their minds to change. Hmm. Okay. So basically what you say is, is if if the black community has some sort of, they say, I'll sort out, blah, 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 blah. Outside um, incentive, things will get better. I mean, money motivates people. I mean, you'd have to have, you know, like monitoring. You'd have to prove <laughs> that, you know, you might have to go to seminars or go get some psychotherapy. Uh, you know, read books, join groups, learn how to communicate. They would do. You give them some direction. It just means that I'll check is waiting on you. Because, see, over that year's time, a lot of them would incorporate some real good changes. But, but how as would that of now, uh-huh. as of now, they don't see any need to change. They don't see any way out. They don't, uh, they're not around people, enough people who are functioning differently. And there's just too much built-up jealousy and resentment and anger. Okay. And they have ongoing, right. ongoing obstacles. I mean, if you have a record, you can't get a job. And they're upset about it. I, I'm grown men can't work, and some want to work, and they can't get a living wage job. So they they see women going to work, they're getting upset. Hmm. I'm saying that. No, you you do understand that. Okay. Of course. So everything <laughs> angry and resentful and jealous and sabotaging and mean is not going to change their situation. In fact, they're going to they're going to become even more um, as things don't happen for them. Because see, sometimes I, I believe if you um, try uh, your best and you show people that you are uh, seriously working to change your thinking and, and behavior, and you're going out of your, it may not, it's not going to happen overnight, but sometimes, I don't know if it's divine intervention, if it's whatever it is, you'll get a somebody positive that can help you will come into your life. It can help you in tremendous ways. Opportunities will present themselves. But that's not mm. going to happen if you're just angry and mad and cussing and jealous and trying to tear other folks down. That I don't have it easy as well. I mean, do people honestly think getting up and going to a lot of these jobs and uh, grinding and dealing with all kind of personalities and people with all kind of uh, attitudes that may not be very nice, do you think, do you think that's easy? Hmm. No, it's not easy. Definitely not easy. I mean, nobody's handing anybody anything. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's true. But then again, in a system that that has been shown to to uh, disintegrate the nuclear family, black nuclear family, you know that's that's you know how do you go? You know how do you get around all that? You know, do you keep marching? You keep grinding? You know how do you how do you get around it? Everybody's situation is different, so they have to make adjustments depending on their situation, which is not going to stay the same. I mean, things change all the time, so you have to be flexible. You have to have good intentions, and then you have to be able to communicate and have some um, synchronicity with people that um, understand that so that you can make it in this world. Hmm. Okay. All right. I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's like a lot of a lot of immigrants. What do they do? They live together. I've been in apartments, apartments, Asian apartments where there were they were lying on mats at night next to each other. Family of like say six, seven people in a one bedroom apartment, all you know, in school and working and saving money. And you look up in two years, they're gonna have a house. <laughs> and you look up, they're gonna have in a couple of years later, they're gonna have a second house. And they will have some will have finished school. They're babysitting for each other. Nobody's paying for a babysitter. Grandma is babysitting and cooking. You know, they're each sharing their load and responsibility so nobody's overwhelmed. Some are working two jobs because they don't have to cook. All they have to do is come home and sleep, get cleaned up, their food is prepared, their clothes are washed. So they have a they have a community within that family because their goal is to make money and to grind while they're young. I've had Asian friends that told me that's what Chinese do. We work hard while we're young, so we're older. We don't have to. We're financially okay, and that's what she did. She worked two jobs a lot when she was in her twenties and thirties. She was smart enough not to get married to the wrong person and not to have children. She focused and. No, literally, um, three pieces of property. One is 4,000 square feet with her husband. Uh huh. Okay. And the whole family is very wealthy because they work together as a unit. Every single sibling are millionaires. Mm. Wow. Okay. Let me and bring they came from Taiwan <laughs> with no dad, uh-huh. with no father. But the mother that didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. But see, but they had a network to come to, right? They have what? A network to come and get invo- get involved with. Once they got here. Well, they couldn't. She said they immigrated first to Canada when Canada was welcoming immigrants, and they're able to get you know financial assistance and public aid and stuff, so they weren't on the street. You know, they got money, they got housing, and all that kind of thing, and they were able to immigrate to the United States. But it wasn't easy. She had a very wealthy uncle back in Taiwan that refused to help them. So I don't know, but they knew that to get an education, all of them got master's degrees. You know, uh, in one in five years, they had a family investment club back years ago. She said, oh, I gave my sister X amount of money. She turned it into X amount within a year. 
They try, had mm. trust. They worked together. Everybody was given specific money when the stock market was booming years ago. And uh, they were all by uh, living together. They all bought really nice properties. And um, it was a lot cheaper Hello, back am then. I, I was waiting for Mary to come in. <laughs> Can so I just what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that there's ways to do things that we refuse to do. Because well, we wanted to be okay. the only one. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Uh, All right. I understand that, Miss Lady. Yeah, go ahead, Mays. Oh, I don't believe nothing Alice Jones has to say, Joe. And with Alice Jones and all these storms going around and from different places and tearing up stuff, that's the real word that's being said. Money can't stop it. The money can't buy it. All they got to do, money going to take it to fix it back up. But then when it comes around to the families, it's like it's what you hang around and who you hang around and what you know what somebody else, what people are doing. You have... Black families living together where they have their mother-in-laws in in the house taking care of the babies while their mom and daddy go to work. She's living in the house with them, being a nanny, where they don't have to pay anyone except her. This is happening in the black community. But if you don't know these people, don't hang around these people, we can't say that they're doing it. And in each group, they have arguments against each other and dislike each other, just like the black community. Only thing the black community don't have is the country to connect to, to have somebody else to reach over to get them, like the Asian community, the Hispanic community, and all them communities, they got somebody to reach back that they can connect to. American blacks don't have Africa. They getting it now. They didn't have it, but they getting too close to doing it. So where they can connect to. Maybe nobody was going back too. to China getting no loans, okay? Uh, no, 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 no. I said a connection. Listen, Miss Lady, you just, all the stuff that you just said, people can't get along and can't listen. If you're not listening, you can't hear I said the only thing African Americans don't have is a connection. They don't have a connection to Africa. Asians have a connection to where? Asian. China have a connection to China. Where do we have a connection to? Unless you know somebody and you and got a connection on in the motherland. That's why and, they and do the things that they do. Because everything that's made in China except when the black women stop doing start doing their own hair, it's putting them out of business. That's what made them rich. So then they gave it over to the Hispanic people. But by that time, they realized that natural hair is better than putting a perm in it. So, and now they're reaching over to Africa. They, Africa has the biggest market of clothing line that it is, making billions and billions of dollars. They're reaching over here, and if you know how to catch one and do business with them, that's where your connection is and how your business gets started and how you improve your community and your people. Because there was no connection to Africa, but everybody else had a home that they could connect themselves to. And that bridge was closed, but now it's opening up. So that's why I say it's who you hang around and what you know. And if you hang around people that's not trying to get nowhere or complaining about people not doing things, that's as far as you're going to go. You know what, Mays? Mm. That sounds so good. That sounds so good. It really does. It is. It, it, man, but, that sounds good. But you know the problem with that is, that, 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 you know, the first is, the first example you gave was true, say, maybe 20, 20, 20 30 years ago. Now, maybe if, if there are – now, I'm not saying there aren't any um, uh, uh, mother-in-laws or what have you, have you some family. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on for a minute. That noise is killing me. Um, but, you know, as a whole maze, that, that part about – uh, you know, big mama or the mother in law living inside the house. That that's not pretty much what's going on in the black community anymore. Yes it is. 
I mean, I said no, when you hang around, what you know is being going. I know. No, babe, uh, so but, but, see, talk. but see, you, you, see, that's what I'm talking about, babe. You, you're looking at a small, I'm looking at the big picture. Isn't that small? Here, and that's not what's going on. It's not small. Because, most, most of the mother laws too busy trying to be in the club with the, with the daughters and the sons. Because that's the age well, group that's, 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 like, that's, that's the age that's going on. Yeah, like I said, what you hang around is what you see. And this is what I'm hanging around, and uh, this is what I know. Uh, I'm not talking okay, about what Maze, I don't know. Right. I'm about what I see. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, Maze, I forgot you have rose-colored glasses on, so I No, I don't have rose-colored glasses on. See, we get yeah. indoctrinated into what somebody knows how we get indoctrinated into what's wrong with us. We get indoctrinated in telling people that we're not doing that, but we are. And then we get okay, indoctrinated that other people don't have problems just like we have. Okay, mate, but we won't mate, overlook here's them. the question. If, if we are doing that, if we are doing that, why are we still in the situation we're in now, then? Because you put yourself in that situation, I guess, and you hang still hanging uh, with your hands. If you don't move, you're going to say that. Come on, that. Come on, mate. Really? Yes. No. No, mate. Uh-uh. No. Well, whatever you want. Uh, I, 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 and it's a whole lot of kids. No. Mr. Talk, it's a whole lot of black kids going to homeschooling now. They're leaving the public school system and going to homeschooling. Look at and you well, will find it. Well, that's a good it. thing. That's I know, a good thing, mate. So what is it going to do? Move those kids up or push them back? Since we got, since you were like saying, it's what you be around, well, it's what you see. Well, hopefully, you know what, man? Hopefully it would. Okay, wait a minute. I, I can't. Uh, sorry, Mr. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you. you what I know. And I can't argue with okay. you because you don't know what's out there. And you're going to say it's not, but if I've seen it, and wait I know a minute, people hold that's on, doing hold it. On. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow down, slow your roll, slow your roll. How are you going to tell me what I don't know? I didn't say that. I said you're not seeing it. Yes, you just see it. Well, let me put you it this way. You, I'm going to put it this way then. If you're not seeing it and I see it, so I got it and not what I see. Okay. All right. You know what? <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Just All answer right. it. <laughs> what? What? I see the whole picture. See, that's what I'm saying. You looking at okay, I, like I said, you looking at that. I'm looking at the big picture, the whole thing. See, you, you zeroed in on that that one little area right there on the map, that one little dot on the map. But I'm looking at the whole map, okay? And no, man, that that is not uh, what we have going on in today's society, especially in the black community. But you, they're not connecting with African people from Africa and people in America are not connecting to each other and doing business. Okay. All right. Okay, Maze. Oh, I'm just asking you, are they? Are they what? Connecting and doing business together now, which they didn't have in the beginning. Oh, uh, they didn't have in the beginning? No, you had people like the Clintons doing money with Africa, and then we couldn't get in there and do anything. Now you can. You can invest with them hmm. and do things. All right. So when you say we and them, who are you talking about? Exactly? I'm talking about African. I'm talking about uh, African Americans okay. doing business such as abroad, not only with as, Africa such but as other who? countries too. Such as such as who? Such as who? I could be. I mean. All right, what I'm trying to get you is it is it Please the average Joe is doing this? Is this the average Joe is doing this? Is this some um celebrity uh no, not only celebrity. Ha- Huh? Okay. Is it, is it like Snoop Dogg invested in what's going what 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 are people doing now? And he invested in it. In the a weed. Probably thing. weed. 
Yeah, yeah. we ain't invested in that. When nobody else, then he's not the only one that's doing it and got in the top business of it. See, a lot of us get at the end, get to the end, and when everything's almost gone, then we want to get a, be a part of it. But see, when you when you <laughs> when you're jealous of things and you don't look for stuff, what we're doing, you always want to uh-huh. talk about what we're not doing. Even though there's oh, okay. roadblocks up there to stop us from doing some things, but there's ways to get around it too. There's ways to get around it, okay. Yes. Alright. So if you are investing with other people and doing things, that means you are moving up your community or you leaving it behind. Because everybody in the community ain't gonna leave anyway, regardless if you throw them a million dollars. They're gonna spend it and not know that's where true. it is the next day. In every community that's gonna happen. Mm. But if you're not just looking at yours and that's all you see, that's all we're gonna say. It's just our community. <laughs> okay. So, so I live in everybody's community. That's why I know about? what everybody so, else is doing. So, wait a minute. So what community are you talking about? All of them. You're talking about all of them. Mhm. You know that's a that's a big general general you know thing. All of them. Because uh, we don't get so no tax write off when we when we first come over here. Uh, uh, just say we never got a tax write off. People from other countries get a get a uh, a tax write off, tax free for five years. That's what you know when you hang around people from other countries and you find out what they get, what they're doing. And you also have them marrying off people like the Asian people will marry want to marry their sons off and take care of people for the rest of their life if they can get the women to marry their sons to them and they already got money and over from the other country where they got they big families got money and they come here. I mean that's that's, See, that's not a big secret. <laughs> Koreans <laughs> been doing it. Koreans you know, so and they, Vietnam, they, Vietnamese yeah. they've been doing it to soldiers for years. That's why I mean, a lot of soldiers marry them. Yeah, that's why a lot of soldiers married them came back over here because their families were rich over there, and they brought them back over here as their wives so they could get citizenship. Then they bring the grandmother back what, over here, and she get her citizenship. But, Mays, Mays, but what has that done for the African-American community, the black community? Well, then, what has that well, done? Some of the African, Nothing. Didn't then, then some um, of the African-American men bring someone back? Yeah, and, and you know okay. what the thing about that is? They know where they went to? They went to the Korean community. Well, a lot of them didn't go to the Korean community. Some of them did. Yes, they did. No, okay. no. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, what right. I was saying so, is, let, let, what was the topic? So, wait a minute. But let's 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 get back to to wait a minute. I I, I want to get back to this investment thing. So, besides Snoop Dogg investing into the weed uh, uh, thing that you know that the government it, says is illegal, but it allows the states to legalize and sell, which you know is yeah. just Amazing to me. Uh, 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 what other investments that say some of us listeners here? Listen now, some uh-huh. of us listeners here on Blog Talk can get into and uh, you know expand our horizons <laughs> so we can help our brothers, fellow brothers and sisters out. Well, if you get in, if you invest in some of the stuff you purchase, you can make money too. But if you're in there, like you ain't gonna get nothing. Don't you wear clothes? Like what? Don't you wear shoes? Like what, man? Huh? Don't you wear clothes? Don't you Do wear I wear what? Clothes. Very little is possible. Very little is okay. possible. Don't you purchase gas? <laughs> can't you invest in that? Your utility? Sure, you can I invest can. In that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing stopping you if you don't want to, but uh, it's nothing stopping people from doing it. It's like everybody, you can be on the board. I mean, you can be a, a part of the system if you want to be a part of it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So they have, the they have baby pampers. They have in something that's got... That's, that's going to be around for a long time. Just like I say, mm. I'm going to buy me a piece of in bullets. 
Cause it seems like they want mm-hmm. they want to do weapons. So now I'm gonna buy me some stocking bullets. Mhm. Okay. Even I don't know. Right. I don't even believe in carrying a weapon. But if I bought some stock in it, I guess I can make some money. But everybody, everybody look at, at, at this is is because you come across a group of people that don't have no sense or don't. I mean, didn't grow up. I mean, they grew up and they didn't grow up with values. That don't mean that, that don't represent your community just because a group of people are not doing it. But they always want to look at it as a whole, as everybody doing it just because a little group, five percent, is doing it, and that supposed to represent the black community. That's what I'm wondering. I don't think there's that much of a black community. Where is there a black community? Mm, well, if you don't know, I don't hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. There really oh, aren't the black communities anymore. In the media, the black I, I, spent, huh? I spent the Christmas with uh, some people that's in the black community where the mothers taking care of the babies. I mean, I think I went to how many places that I go to? And each one of them, families helping each other out. Okay. And you're in Ohio, right? See, I think the community yes, I am. is where you and I was in, And I was in Texas. And I was in Texas for Thanksgiving, and they were doing the same thing. Okay. All right. What you say, Miss Lady? Well, I guess you know to define a community. Maybe you know what? I don't know how you define it. That's right. When some people say, where's the black community? I want people to define it because the community got everything in it. Some people married to white women. Some people married to Asians. Some people, and it's a whole big family with everything mixed in there together. So what do you call that? <laughs> a salad bowl community. Well, I think it's <laughs> more, you know, you have some some more control over what happens within, you know, that area. So, and, and people are committed to um, that area being functional. Hmm. So you have you have you have um, your ahead, Miss Lady. And when you want your needs addressed, the community wants that they have meetings and they uh, they have petitions and they get on the phone and send letters and they get their needs addressed. Hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, I, I like this thing. You have your own. You got your own grocery stores. You know, you have your own. Uh, what? You have your own. You know, you don't have to go outside to do anything. Not necessarily mm-hmm. your money. You know, in 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 the, in the community, your money keeps circulating within that that area right there. You know what I mean? Before it leaves, mm-hmm. you know, at least a hundred times before. We don't have Can nothing like that. Can not I even, not even in the hood. Not, not even in the hood. Can I ask you what? a question? What's the question? Could they be they're afraid to have something like? Didn't they have that once? Haven't we had that? And what happened to it? Could we be a? Wait a minute. You say could we be afraid to have that? Yeah. I mean, oh, like it get burned down. Afraid. I mean, know, how many times have they is? burned it down and destroyed it? Okay. See, and, and that's the thing. We we've been so conditioned that you know. Okay. Well, if we build it, it's gonna burn down. So why even worried about it? You know, that's that's like, um, like I was saying last week. You know, walk around like you're bulletproof. It don't matter. It's gonna burn down anyway. So why even worry about it? Let's just go on and, and, and join the rest of, of society. Let's go on and you know just do whatever with everybody else and and bump you know our our own little thing. So 
So this, these days and times, the world is, I mean, everything around the world is combining together and working. It ain't just one group of people are controlling. Maze, maze. I don't know what world you living in right now, but it's not the same that everybody else it. is living in. A world with you know, because in. contrary to what you're saying right now, it's one set of people that's running everything. Okay? It's just that simple. They came from Alex Jones. Now, I don't even look at Alex Jones, so watch your mouth. Oh, I don't either. All right. All right, so watch your but mouth. I'm, I done told you. But I'm saying, Mr. South, as you see all of these storms and stuff coming, which was one in Dallas, when they say Dallas, it wasn't in, 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 in the heart of Dallas. And listen to the news people, you would think it was right in the heart of Dallas, which is not. No, it was, in, it and, was and outside these, of Dallas. It, it was outside of Dallas, but listen to them, they said it was Dallas. And if you know somebody okay. living in Dallas, you call them like, y'all okay? That was 30 miles okay, from Hill. Okay, so what, what's wrong with that? I mean, okay, babe. What is your point? Oh, so some, uh, uh, it's like I say, people running things and all that messed up stuff, they don't have it anymore. Not only Dallas and then out in the South, they having the same storms. What's with all of this? Because you got so many evil people in this, in this world. And like I said, man has no control of nothing. Okay. All right. Because you all might right. be sitting up in your, you might be sitting up in your, House with your gun today, but the water comes through, and you can't even get to your gun or your house because the water has taken over. Uh huh. But you want the right okay. to bear arms because of the, uh, the, the Second Amendment, and you can't even get to it. That's what that's what I'm laughing at. I have no pity okay. to see evilness being destroyed. Mm. Okay. So if they don't do everybody. All right. Everybody. I mean, it's too much even. That's why something's got to come and do something to it. To make you realize. You're waiting for uh, divine intervention, then. No, I'm saying the storms. I like to see stormy, storms, storms, storms. Storms. Just people can't, just helpless and can't do nothing about it. Can't they go and can't even control it? All right, so, Maze, let me let me ask ask you this question since you went there. So, you know, many individuals said Katrina. There was a reason why Katrina went through and just destroyed New Orleans. You know, it was divine intervention because some things were going wrong. There. Do you are you you agree with that? No, I don't. That was a levee that was blew up. That wasn't that was that was not natural. If it was natural, that'd been a whole different story because those people would have had time to get out. <laughs> they just, things that people love so much is being destroyed, Mister Talk. <laughs> And they gotta be poor and over to start all over again when you don't have nothing. But <laughs> and a whole lot of them that's so evil, things but, is being taken away from them and they ain't even realizing it yet. But babe, the, the majority of the individuals in New Orleans were the poor who was displaced. But the levee was blew up by man, Mr. Talk. So what does that got to do with by something natural happened? Oh, okay. If that would have been natural, right. those people would have would have been out of that place. Because when oh, okay. the storm was over, everything was smooth and okay. And uh, somebody gonna pay for that I think a lot of real estate developers have come in there and bought up a lot of that property and have made money since that yeah, levy broke. Yeah, but a lot of it, a lot of it is still not salvageable too. 
I know I was down there a couple of years ago, and I drove through there, and it was still wasn't a lot done. But let, I, I'm trying to get Maze, trying to figure out what Maze coming at with this this spiritual thing at, you know, because she throw it out there, then she pull it back. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what she's mm-hmm. trying to say here. Is things, things don't change with some of the things that these people are doing, just like they taking things from other people, things are being taken away from them, and we don't even have to lay a hand. We just sit back and look. Okay, so okay. you believe in karma. So the evil people are going to get theirs eventually in the end. You got that right. Okay, that's all right. They've always got it. <laughs> well, <how's that laughs> this won't be the first time. <laughs> okay, but how is that helping the individuals that still don't have? It's helping them in a, in a great way, if they if they know it or not. Uh-huh. But how come there's so much poverty in the United States? Poverty. How yeah. much? Why is there so much yeah. poverty? How come there's only four million people who can't? Everybody don't think they're in poverty. Uh, well, there are Do millions they? of millions of people who are below the poverty line. There are millions of people out of work, and millions of people. As a matter of fact, something like what seventy-five percent of people are one paycheck away from um, poverty. So, how does that figure into your plan of evil? Wiping itself out. It fits into it. It's like you own a crop, and your crop didn't prosper. What does that make you? You don't get no money that year. So if you got money last year and you spend it all up, and then your crop didn't prosper the next year, that's going to make you poor. So if you don't treat people right, people that do right, they don't worry about things like that. Their crop won't prosper anyway. Those that do dirty things, things happen, and they don't even realize what's going on. So how come they're all people? That nature will take care of what else. Yeah. What you're saying is good people, just because they're good, will not suffer. No, they're not going to suffer. Okay. And people who have died in wars, the Holocaust, other people who have died at the hands of evil people, how do you explain that? Wars and, 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 the, and the people that caused those wars, half of them did now. Yeah, but in their way, mm-hmm. millions and millions of people have been tortured and killed. Did you say the Holocaust? Huh? Did you say the Holocaust? Yeah, Holocaust, right. Which one? All of them. The slave Holocaust or the one other one you the talking about? The slave Holocaust, Jewish Holocaust, Armenian Holocaust, mm-hmm. American Indian Holocaust, the Serbian Croatian Holocaust, all the people that you're talking about who are supposedly good, right? They have suffered at the hands of evil people. Then you keep saying that the evil people eventually will wipe themselves out, but you've also said that the good people will prosper. The good people. They will prosper. The good people who, yeah, how many? Because material things that you're talking about prospering has nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. So the spiritual. They're going to prosper in a way where their happiness is going to come along to where these things that you see people doing nasty. It's like you keep on what you're doing, what you're doing. And the disaster right. is coming towards you. Okay, so in other words, you're saying in the, a way meek you can't inherit, the meek will inherit the earth after the rich already own it. Yes. Okay, well, then that's not prospering. <laughs> what did you say, Joe? That's not prospering. Oh, you've got a hunger games. People know how to, you think you think just because people don't have anything, they don't know how to eat, they don't know how to survive. 
So the preppers will survive. And the one, the preppers, no, the preppers ain't going to know how to do nothing because they're going to be sitting up there just looking. And when uh-huh. the storm comes through, they don't know how to protect themselves because they don't know what to do. Uh, and and what, I, can, what I think you're saying is that those who are right with God, no matter what happens, what situation they're in, they're still going to be right with God. And even though they're in a situation where maybe they don't have a house, they don't have clothes, because they're right with God, they will accept this situation, and they'll be better off spiritually than those people who have mansions. They are going to survive. That's right. Okay. Well, all right. So they know how. Yeah. You know what? Because I believe now, it's just me, you can get your blessings from the most high, or you can get them from the most evil. And the most evil. Oh, we got to worry about losing it. You'll benefit, you'll benefit in a physical sense, in a spiritual sense. You are really off track. So you may not get all the physical things, and I'm into, you know, all the socioeconomic indicators. Um, but if it doesn't come from the right spiritual entity, I don't want it. They can keep every single thing. Like they say, all money ain't good money. Well, it's one thing to live, let's say, a meager existence where all where you've got enough to pay your bills. You don't even even have a house. But what Mays is talking about, and what you're alluding to, is that if people are in Calcutta, they're still better off than the people who are in a mansion. Because if they believe in God, if somehow they have their spirits up, even though the children are walking around without diapers, they don't have hot and cold running water, they're foraging for food, you're thinking, well, they're not suffering. And even if they do, it's okay. Yes, because people it's suffer all over the world. And it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's been created that way. But it's they like, suffer it goes all like, over the world. It goes like this. You in your big mansion, just say that, say that something happened when your big mansion got blew away. And yeah. you out there with those people that have been walking around without anything. How you going to feed yourself? And what you going to do? You're going to have to go to them to get where you need to go to live. Just because you sit up in that big mansion. So if you're in the big mansion for 50, 60 not, years of your it's life, not, and then your mansion. It's not there anymore. The mansion is gone. it's not there anymore. Now and you're, you're down there with the little people. What's better, to be with the, to be a little person for 60, 70 years of their life, suffering, but somehow being aligned with God and happy inside, which I don't believe is going to happen. What I said, or though. to be in a mansion where you're, you're in there for 60, 75 years. <laughs> now you've lost your mansion. Now you're down there with the little people. You'd rather be the little people for 60, 65 years instead of being in the mansion for 60 No, years. you still don't get it. No, you're right. Say so you say so you were one of those little people once before, yeah. and you was in that mansion, but you didn't you didn't put a put a rope a, a fence so they couldn't get to your mansion or ever and speak right. to them again just because you came right. from the same place. But yeah. you didn't ne- if you've never been there, you wouldn't know how to live like that, right? So your mansion is gone. Right. And the only thing left is a little bit of house, just like everybody else is living in. Well, if they can survive, but you don't know how happy. to garden. You don't know yeah. how to make a fire. You don't know how to survive. Well, so what you, that's when you're going to have to be learning. So well, that's okay. what I'm saying. I'll tell you what. That's what they're going to have to be doing is learning. Because well, if, if a storm blow your house away today, mm-hmm. 
What? And the only thing left is some little bitty people that you look look past and put down all the time. And yeah, you ain't know what to do. That's what I'm talking about. about surviving about. well. There are people who aren't middle class. Like wealthy, wealthy people go rich, broke all the time. Well, they can go broke. That's fine. Yeah. So when they go broke, what happened to them? Well, then they recoup their reports again. They take their information, which they've stored up, learned, and used to accumulate their millions. They start all over again. Yeah, they got to start all over again. Yeah. But they don't well, start they off. Do they don't. They don't start off in that big mansion again. They got to start down at the bottom and build it up. And then they'll grow up. They'll start from the middle. But the ones you pass by on the way up are the ones you pass by on the way up, and you ignore them. You back down there with them. So you think they're gonna let you live in their village, or they gonna kick you out just because you didn't pay them any attention at the time they were screaming out for help? Work up to your mansion again. I said, but you got to build yourself back up there. Build yourself back up. While the little people are still down there. You ain't gonna do it in a day. All right. And the people that you looked over at the time that you got to build yourself back up, should they let you in their village or they just let you leave you out to, outside to figure out how you get back in the wilderness, out of the wilderness? So they kick you out of the village, then you're kicked out, then you start all over again. It takes you a few mm. years. And then after a few years, you build yourself back up where the people in the village are still in the village. Mm-hmm. And make sure you that you're not, you, can't, you don't go back back again. It's time to move forward maybe in a different direction with new people. Well, it will I don't make think you that's change. always a bad thing. Yeah, that's not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It will make you change your ways, and you got to go back down to that little village with them people and live with them. So then, then it's worthwhile to work up to become rich because if you lose it, you're down there with the well, people with a new attitude, yourself. and then you work yourself back up again. So what's so I'm losing what's and going? They don't even want to be here. So as I say, that's true. So that tells you where. You know how 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 unspiritual they are, and, and I um, think um, mm-hmm. America gonna have to do some change because if they don't, you are gonna all not survive together. We are gonna have to live in this world together. Well, that's something we've been. Are we not gonna have it at all? Because when the storm comes through, you ain't got nothing left but the foundation, no house, no nothing, and no neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You saw what the storm did the other day. Okay, you're talking about physical storm or using that Your as a metaphor. Your identity is gone because man, something that's stronger than man came and took it away. All right. So, I mean, and it could have been the house of somebody that was causing somebody else a problem to keep them from getting where they're going. So when the storm comes, would you rather be a person who for 60, 65 years have been in a mansion or would you rather be a person who for 60, 65 years has been in poverty? I would be a person that helped. And did a whole lot of things, so it wouldn't matter if I was in poverty or if I was sitting in a big mansion. It wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't matter. All right. And it wouldn't bother me at all. Because I yeah. know I could go amongst the people that I mistreated. I couldn't. The ones that I mistreated, I couldn't go amongst them. But if I was a person that didn't mistreat anybody, well, words, I could go amongst saying, them. And the, okay. and the ones that was in the mansion, I could deal with both either way. All right, so but a lot of people can't deal that. Right. They will kill themselves. Okay, if you have goodness in your heart. And so it doesn't matter then if you have goodness in your heart, if you're rich or you're poor. So it's it doesn't matter. That house is gone. That mansion right. is gone. It don't matter. You're still going to live and you're going to survive. Okay. So... So I like to see some of the old people where that, where that slugs them to go to their house. They can't even get in it. They want to carry their guns. How they feeling today and they can't even get to them. Who can't get into their house 
today. Where the floods going and the, where the water is up to the doorstep. They can't even get inside it. It was in New Orleans. It was the rich and the upper middle class who were in the upper levels of land, and there they weren't touched by the floods. I'm not talking about New Orleans. I'm talking about this week, the storms, the snow, and all this stuff. She was saying that that was unnatural. That was created, man-created. Yeah, the, uh, the, still, even, even the, the one where it would take your... Yeah, but still, the floodwaters mm-hmm. did not hurt the rich people. So no because it wasn't what? meant to. It was meant to displace poor people. Okay, and you're saying that the new floods, which are coming, they're going Already. to... Or the new storms, they're going to wipe out everybody, but you better have a good heart in order to survive. Am I, I not interpreting what you're saying, right? Well, I guess some don't. I guess things don't happen like that for for, for people that believe in different things. But for the evil ones, they want to sit down and say, like, well, they don't do nothing. They need they need assistance from the government. Now, all these people houses that don't want to wait. What are they gonna have to do? Get assistance from the government. Okay. That whole community that was blew away by the storm the other day, what are they going to have to do? They ain't going to just go and rebuild their house. Well, what difference does it make if you have a good heart? They got to get government funding. So what? Some of the, yeah, all the houses in that neighborhood didn't go nowhere. Some of them didn't want to even touch it all. Shouldn't that make you wonder what's wrong? What's your, what can be wrong? If people have a good heart, if you're rich or you're poor, so they must be doing you, something right. whatever happens, happens. But if you have a good heart, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't because you don't have to worry about things right, happening so. to you. If the people with a good heart are now on welfare, <laughs> Yo, then seen, it doesn't matter. Have you, seen a, have you ever seen a tornado go through a neighborhood and leave some houses and not even touch at all? Uh, a couple times a few yeah. houses, yeah. Well, do you wonder why that happened? Are you going to say that those houses which weren't touched, they were all inhabited by good people in touch with God? It must have been. Something was there. Well, yeah, but are you saying that's what happened? Yeah, I'm saying that. Okay, you're saying that. All right. That's what I was wanting to get to. Okay. So, what's the point? I'm not sure what the point of all this is. I mean, I'm following you along. Oh, you better than I am. The point is that people think that man can control stuff, and he can only control just a, a, a little bit. He can't control everything. There's a power higher than man. Absolutely. And he can destroy anything that man has made, is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's, well, you're, you're preaching the same stuff most religions preach, is that be good with God, and it doesn't matter what happens, just as long as you're good with God. Because there is, a, you know, Christians believe there's an afterlife, and... Uh, I'm not a Christian. You know, we're just here physically for a short period of time, but your spirit lives forever, and you want to have your next experience be um, a pleasant one, a mm. peaceful one, then you can't be in this physical realm creating hell for other people. And it actually doesn't even make sense to even expect that it would... That you're going to have your next life will be wonderful, the next experience when you've created hell for other people. So, one thing is that um, we are spiritual beings. Um, that's what I choose to believe. And I, in, fact, I, in fact, I know that we are. And I won't go into it. I know. But I know. Uh, just as I know that I'm breathing in and out and speaking to you right now. So, um, I've become much more uh, aware and conscious of um, how I treat people. 
So what does that mean by spiritual nature? Pardon? What does that mean, spiritual nature? Spiritual nature? I didn't say spiritual nature. We are spiritual beings, right? Right. Okay, so Having a physical mean? experience. No. Right. Well, that's so, a whole other subject. <laughs> that's right. a whole other subject. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mays, mm. I got a question to ask you because you just said it. I, I just want you to expound. What you mean? Why? Why you say you're not a Christian? Because I'm not. Okay. Christ wasn't a Christian. What? Christ wasn't a Christian. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, Maze. All right. You know what? I'm not even. Yeah. I don't want to get into it. No. He wasn't. So why do I have to be one? Right. Nobody wants to be one. Because Christian raised more hell than anything I ever seen in my life. I mean, and I can't. I mean. <laughs> But it's just see, like people say, see, they want to die and they want to go to heaven. So I said, if they want to die to go to heaven, what is this down here? Are they in hell already? Well, I would, I would, I would call this to a large degree hell. Yeah. Okay. I think more people suffer than um, actually uh, enjoy life. You take a look at the... Uh, Natural disasters which affect people. You take a look at government killing people. You, you take a look at the way that Miss Lady was talking about how people treat each other. I would think that this particular world is not the world of uh, of paradise. Hmm. I guess that depends on who you talk to. Yes. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, that depends on who you talk to. But, hey, to each his own. <laughs> to each his own. Hmm. But, Mays, I'm just going to say this, and I'll leave it alone. You know, the followers uh-huh. of Christ were called Christians. Yes, we know that the Catholic Church, uh, the tutors and all <laughs> them, you know, they raised, and even so-called Christians, they raised some of the, the, the biggest hell they is. But, uh, you know, can you truly say they are Christians? No, but you know, I'm just saying, just a little thing for you to know. Uh-huh. But okay, you know, but you don't have to. I mean, don't let me. You say you're not a Christian. You're not yeah, a Christian. I can no, believe in a, I can believe in a higher being and have to not to be a Christian. Yes, you can. can. Yes, okay. you can. You can. I didn't okay. say you could. Oh, okay. let me let me let me guess that yes, Mays, you don't belong to a. Um, a formalized religious institution. No, no. Okay, that's what you mean. No, no that's not what I mean. Yeah. I am not a Christian. No, that's... <laughs> like you say, I'm a Christian and I'm a Baptist. I am a this and I am a well, that. Well, if you don't believe that, don't make you right. You uh, may belong. You may believe in the same God as a Catholic does or a Protestant does, but if you don't belong to a formalized religious institution, then you're not going to call yourself by that denomination. So you're going to say you're spiritual as opposed to religious. Right. Okay. So I did get it. Didn't I, Maze? No. But I say, as I say, Christ was not a Christian, Mr. Salt. In fact, you can look it up and see for yourself. So wonder why he wasn't a Christian. 
Because he was Christ. Because he was Christ, okay. man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Duh. <laughs> now, can I ask everybody, has anybody had a chance to well, taste I'm not the bell? <laughs> See, I was, okay, I what you, you say, what, you say, Miss oh, Lady? Miss Lady. That's a whole complete change of subject. Has anybody had a chance to taste the title of their sweet potato pie? I can't find one still. You're not missing nothing. You're not missing anything. It tastes like a regular. It tastes like a regular store bought pie. That's all it is. That's what it tastes like a store bought pie. Don't let nobody fool you to buy that pie. Miss Lady, what you she, do is you get Patty LaBelle recipe, and you make her pie yourself, and add your own Ms. little ingredients with it. Miss Lady, you have you your perfect pie. Make this? your own pie. Don't even yeah. use that recipe. Make your own sweet potato pie. Sweet potato. <laughs> don't, don't even waste. Don't even waste your time getting that recipe. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. You know what the, right. you're talking about? Store bought pies as though it's not good. I always buy it's pecan. Not. I always buy pecan pie from the store. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't know how to cook. <laughs> no, I know how to cook. I don't know how to bake. Oh well, and, and, and the store bought pie tastes very good. Mm-hmm. Which brand do you get? Oh, I forget the name of the brand. I bought three brands in the last two months. One brand was really good. The other brand wasn't that bad. But the latest brand that I just bought was, you know. But the first brand that I usually buy, I forget the name of it. It's, um, whew, tastes good. Pecan pie. Mm. You like pecan pie, Joe? Oh, I love pecan pie. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> See, what Joe is spelling is that he's was- an undercover See, Joe is an undercover Muslim. He just ain't telling nobody. <laughs> and there's nothing. Oh, well, if he was, there's no, I mean, there's no, there's no fear of them either. Yeah. Unless you don't understand what? them. There's no fear of okay, them. Man. Why? <laughs> it's not. Man, it's nobody, nobody was talking about the fear of them. Oh. What are you talking about? You said he was undercover like he's afraid to tell who he is. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Anyway... Moving right along. Salam. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Right. Right. So, what's going on? I want to to talk about this about a half an hour ago for some reason. um, About Homeland. Anybody seen it? About who? Homeland, the TV series. No. No. Oh, you got to watch it. You no, got to no. watch it. It, it, it brings <laughs> forth the um, the world we live in today, the interconnection between Muslims, the CIA, Homeland Security, corruption. Oh, man. Got to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, when does this it come on? Oof, I don't know. Um, you have to take a look. I think it's, it's oh, it's by Showtime. So you have to take oh, a look. Uh, is it making their religion look bad or something, or what is it doing? Yeah, it makes it makes the Muslims look bad, but it makes the CIA <laughs> look bad too. It's about the oh, CIA okay. trying to protect the homeland, but the way that it's doing it, and they even um, will not argue, but they state amongst themselves that every time they try to do something, such for example, drone strikes, right, or trying to overthrow regimes, they always muck up 
the world even worse than it was before. <laughs> well, maybe we can pull Martin Luther King back. He can tell us a whole lot about it. Who's that? Hmm? What? What? I said Martin Luther King came back as a spirit. He stopped oh. telling a whole, lot, a whole lot of things they did. So that's nothing new. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's why I asked you if they were trying to, if they were trying to, if it was about their religion or what. They already got people messed up enough to go harm those people, uh, because how confused they are. Well, it's, so not about, need... it's not about confusion, as far as I'm concerned. It's about uh-huh. about imperialism by the United States government. Oh, okay. And this is you know what the homeland series, me, um, is um, it's not. That's not their real message, but that's what comes across, is the interconnection between the chickens coming home to roost because of American imperialism and Muslims. It presents both sides of the story in a way which is very entertaining and at the same time very informative. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, well, until you got on the line, Nate, we were talking about... Yeah, but if, but them chicken coming home to roost, you don't understand that part either. <laughs> I don't understand that? Uh-uh. <laughs> what is it I don't understand about that? It was a Christian said that too, didn't wasn't it? I don't know. Wasn't that Reverend Wright? And they got upset with him? Yeah. Okay. He didn't invent the term. No, he didn't, but he used it. Yeah, but how do I not understand it? And they wanted to... They wanted to... Oh, well, never mind me. Yeah, see? <laughs> I said they did want to... I didn't know how to say it. Can you repeat yourself? No, I was talking about chickens coming home to roost, which is mm-hmm. about the United States government as a result of their proactive actions sticking their nose into other countries where they don't belong because these countries mm-hmm. did not invade us, that because of those actions, terrorism was created, uh, well, more on the rise. It was already been created, but it was spurred on even more because of American intervention. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Oh, you're right. Oh, you're, right. you're kidding. I got it? That's always been a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, That's I, why the come on the roof, because they do stuff, they're always going to be afraid. That's right. Yes. And if you didn't do stuff to people, you wouldn't have to be afraid of things. <sighs> that would be that peace. That would be peace on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There so would be I, peace on earth. I'm and one day everybody's going to wake up and somebody's going to be in trouble. <sighs> you know, like you can, bully, is, you can is do it for so long and, 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 and people get tired of it. you always wanted to be in riddles? No. No? All right. Because uh, I thought maybe you picked it on purpose for that. You could always confuse me. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> you say confused. Okay. I know. <laughs> if it wasn't me, it would be somebody else. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, I've been confused, confused by some people. I know that. Uh, <laughs> oh, which it's, only it's only a few. It's only a few. Hey, Mister Thorpe. It's only a few. Yeah. Hey, have, I haven't huh? heard from I haven't heard from Beasley in about two to three months. Any any word on whatever happened to him? No. Maybe he's taking a break. For two to three months, that mouth? Sometimes you can take a break and find something else to do. Oh, okay. So you know that he's taking a break? No, I don't. I said, oh. some can, you can. Well, that guy's mouth. 
I don't think he, you I don't think he's motivated to take a break for this long. Well, maybe he got bored or something. Well, so whatever he's he doing, bored. I wish him well. Whatever he's yeah. doing, I wish him well. Well, over right. there, yeah. <laughs> Wherever it is. <laughs> I have nothing else to do. Oh, has, anybody seen the, has anybody seen the Star Wars movie? And what do you think about no. it? I'm not a big Star you Wars have... fan. I'm more, I'm no. more Star Trek. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen Star Wars in <laughs> years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not <laughs> made. Miss Lady, if you saw it, there's supposedly um, messages within Star Wars which are supposed to represent um, subtle communist or imperialistic values. Did you see them in there? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your first. When you when you saw Star Wars, I've read that in the movie there are scenes and there are messages that are supposed to represent either communist or imperialistic values. Did you oh, yes. them in there? Yes, that's true. They call themselves the First Order, and it reminds me of Nazis, and they give this kind of Nazi salute uh, as they're standing there in uh, their uh, uniforms slash outfits, um, very robotic acting, like, you know, just um, no thinking, just uh, no being programmed to do, to, uh, uh uh-huh. Very much so. It's very much of Nazism. Oh, all right. Because Avatar was pure, you know, um, environmentalism and aggression of one species against another as a result of not understanding what the species is about, and they had um, that. Avatar was a very interesting movie. And it's a and whole lot of things. And the First Order, which, you know, represents the New World Order, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Probably. Thank you for interrupting. So the little, so the little hit messages in in the movies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a wow. Oh, yeah, there's some real real messages for real. But Miss Lady, no, for real. Are, are we supposed to see it as a movie, or are we supposed to look at it as as something real? I mean, how did what? you see it? How did you see it as a movie? Or as a Harvard movie. I saw it at the movie theater. Uh-huh. No, she's did you saying, see it as a, just a, you a see it as movie? a movie, as an entertainment, or did you yep, see it as a harbinger of things to come, as a prophecy of sorts? Oh, um, I believe the movies are um, sending messages all the time. Of course, entertainment, but there's just some things that just kind of didn't make sense from, you know, uh, directors, um, like the sitting at looking at it going, how did that happen? That doesn't make any sense. You know, whole, um, you know, cutting from one scene to the next. There were some 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 big mistakes in there. Um, but in terms of the messages being sent, yes, there's like the the good force, and then there's the really dark satanic evil force. And you have those that have chosen to leave to join the dark side, right? So it's, you know, the themes of good versus evil, but that there's other spiritual forces that you call on that's outside of yourself. So it's a battle between good and evil. Oh, okay. It's it's a, it's a spiritual, as well, spiritual messages in there as well. You know, Star Wars is always like that with a spiritual message. 
All right. And then they had the black guy. Uh, he had a uh, a role in there for you know first time. He was in most of the movie actually um, for the first time. Some British actor who I don't I understand that I, you know he's a, a very fine actor, but. In his role, I just had some problems with the role, uh, how he how he was portrayed in a lot of the movie. Um, it was a little disappointing. You mean tell me they didn't kill him at the end? <laughs> Pardon? They didn't kill him at the end? Oh, they mean he's going to survive? No, 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 no. Oh, no, they didn't kill him off. Okay. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> But they did kill off one of the pirates that was on the good side, you know, in the battle. Oh, okay. They didn't kill him off. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, people have to die. Yeah. Wow. Oh, there's no story. <laughs> He's going to be in the next one. I'm hoping he'll evolve into being also being trained as a Jedi. This little black guy. But he was, uh, he didn't display many leadership skills. When I um, actually saw it twice because um, I went with uh, family and friends the second time as well. They hadn't seen it. And I said, well, I'll get maybe more out of it the second time. I was really more disappointed the first time. Well, the second time I was able to, um, I, I kind of checked him out a little bit more. And so I said, well, you know, he, at first I thought, oh, my God, not a good depiction of, of black male masculinity. Um, but the second time around, I've kind of lightened up a little bit. But, you know, of course his job was a sanitation worker. Out of all, all the occupations he could have had, no, he would have been a sanitation worker, okay? So we know the man and writer. The black man. And um, he was he was uh, fearful, and there's reasons to be for him to have been fearful. But he was he was you know got a lot away. I'm like yeah right you know. Um, so there was still a few you know some some of his energy to me was was I just didn't care for, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was the first time. I mean I, I'm giving a brother a break, and I'm hoping that. And the next movie, they allow him to evolve into having more, uh, more so leadership what about the skills. What about the movie mm-hmm. in the movie that? What in the movie that you did like that you were looking at? Well, did I like that? To me, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't uh, nothing to jump up and down about. It was actually, I think, a remake of, of one, maybe the first one, which I can't even remember. That's what people were saying. It's something about it seemed familiar. Yeah, that's so, what I heard. That it was pro- that it was more or less just an older older version of the 1977 movie. Mhm, mhm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that one, so. <laughs> I saw that one, and, and, they had, and the franchise has really run well. But I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm not. Star Wars is emerging. We've done it, and Lucas has done it well, merging fairy tales with technology. So that the children love the uh, the franchise. I like Star Trek, but I've seen the trailers for the uh, the trailer for the new Star Trek. I don't mm-hmm. particularly care for it. Mm. I don't know. I have to look at it. You know, I I I, 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 I see that. Did you watch Tarzan when you were growing up? Did I watch Tarzan? 
Mm-hmm. I had no choice if it was on television. You know, we only had three channels. Yeah. Well, you know they get ready to do a new Tarzan movie. <laughs> okay. Hey, generations. Do Tarzan generations. <laughs> I want to go see Shy Rat before it gets up out of here. Let's have some little fringy theaters, uh, one or two. I want to go see Shy Rat. Shy Rat, which is Spike Lee's movie. Um, oh. It's, yeah, the one with the women shutting it down in Chicago, like closing up shop mm. until the violence stops. Mm. You know what yeah. movie, movie I saw, which I had to see it a couple of times in order to enjoy it, was Django. And I thought, I thought Jimmy Fox was was miscast. Did anybody agree with me on that? No, he wasn't. He played very well because you got. Why do you think he like... was miscast? Because he didn't play his particular role, in my opinion, as somebody who was hard enough. To me, he was always. Oh, like I a, see. Uh huh. He's always a step away from doing from saying something humorous. At times when I thought that the character should have been really mean. Well, no. you know, you you got to you got to think about is is a. Tarant- what's his name? Tarantino movie. The and, you know he, yeah, he always has those little instances where he has that kind of dark humor or some humor in it somewhere. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith. Will Smith turned it down because he said he wanted Django to be more like um. All right. Um. Uh. He wanted to be more of a love love story than what it ended up being. You know what? I know Kerry Washington didn't have much of a role at all. Who, Kerry Washington? Well, she wasn't supposed to. I mean, it was just, oh, it didn't make any sense. Oh, she was still, nah. Uh, What I thought, I I thought, you know, Samuel Jackson, I never really thought, I thought of him as a decent actor, and I didn't like him in Pulp Fiction. But in this particular movie, I thought he he should have been nominated for his role. um, Well, no, I didn't like him in this in that movie. I didn't like well, him in that movie. Samuel Jackson, role. oh, yes, Samuel yeah. Jackson played that role, didn't he? I, I oh didn't like God. him in that role. Well, he played, he was excellent acting in that role, though. Yeah. He, he nailed it, absolutely. And Leonardo okay. DiCaprio, he, well, he always plays a good, plays a good role. I don't care what he plays, he's always playing it well. <laughs> but the guy also who played, what, the, um, he was an Irishman, who was the Irish uh, bounty hunter, Oh, German. Yeah, oh, yeah. German. he was good. German. He was good. He, well, I saw Creed, and I thought it was excellent as well. What now, movie? Creed was an excellent Creed. movie. Oh, Creed? Creed was, oh, okay. yeah. Creed was an excellent movie. I got to admit, yeah, I enjoyed that. You know why they say yeah. that? It's because they didn't have much influence from Sly. Really? Yeah, because Sly, he had some... Something to do with the film, but he had not—he was playing the character of, you know, of Rocky, but he didn't have much input into the direction. So the direction went into a different direction from the way Sly would have done it. I've always liked Sly's direction, but Creed um, it made it did well at the box office. It's already recouped its um, production costs. Um, yeah. You know, but as they say, it's, it's, if Sly was in it, he would have—he would have directed it. Um, in such a way that would have reminded people of Rocky, and people are tired of the Rocky franchise. Yeah, but in right. this one, Creed got, you know, almost reincarnated, 
and without his influence, it allows Stallone to act, which I always thought he was a good actor anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he is yeah. a good actor. If you ever saw him in yeah. one of his first movies, like The the Lords of Flatbush, you would see he's, um, and that was back in the 70s. You would see he's a, he's a good actor, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. He's got better. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. He's got better. And I love The Lords of Flatbush, but he's got better. <laughs> I thought he was good, man. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he's gotten a whole lot better. All right, y'all, we need to get up out of here. Uh, so I'm going to let y'all, I don't have to mute you, do y'all. Y'all going to let each other talk for your last words. <laughs> hey, just, just have a great afternoon, evening, and uh, happy holidays to everyone. Oh, you too. Uh, all right, thank you. And I'll see you at the first of the year, Miss Lady. All right, Mays. Oh, you said you're going to be on Friday. Yes, I'm going to be on Friday. Well, I'll be here. Have a good one. All right. All right, you too. Thank you. All right, Joe. Last but not least. Well, look at that. Everybody's short and sweet today. Yep, everybody have a happy holiday. Um, See you when I see you, and everybody enjoy the uh, the new year. All right. That works. All right. All right, y'all. Like you say, short and sweet. Y'all have a great one. Our next show will be Friday, the new year, so I can surely say I'll talk to y'all next year. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week, man. And, uh, hey, don't drink and drive, all right? That's all I'm going to say. But y'all have a good one. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation. Forgive with open heart. Make sure you forgive yourself first. When you forgive anyone else, the best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You laugh at yourself and everything else is gravy, all right? So, Friday, January 1st, 2016 will be the next show. Hey, y'all have a good one. I'm going to take y'all out of here with some Kirk Franklin. Love you. See you later. I'm out. Check it out, y'all. I'm tired and I want to give up. Why is the world getting so crazy? Still somehow I believe Come too far to die now If you're a survivor, get up <laughs> Let's get it No money.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.